Hello, and welcome to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, where stats make the story. Please enter the matrix now. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 18 of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, where stats make the story. I am your host, as always, Adam Levy, and I am so excited to be here with you this week because it is the final week. No matter what happens on Saturday in Game 3 of the NLL Finals, there will be no more NLL lacrosse for the 2021-2022 season, so we will have a champion by the end of Saturday, no matter what happens, and that is just so incredible, so it's really great to be here with you this week to be previewing what's going to be coming up this week and and we've got some great guests on this week it's going to be a little different we've got a smaller show than the past couple weeks where we've got three guests we've got an analyst and we are bringing on i'm not going to surprise you guys this week we've got the two captains of the teams we've got steve priolo of the buffalo bandits and we've got robert hope of the colorado mammoth here to to talk for their team to to represent their team and to give their teammates and and their cities the last push and, and anything that they need to to get over that hump to win the NLL finals on Saturday night. So without further ado, I will give you the numbers of the week, but after that, we'll jump right into it. And as I just mentioned, just like that, we do have our numbers of the week for you. This week, we've got two numbers of the week, and those are two and five. So if you're ready, Let's hop into the Matrix and get some of those amazing nuggets, because it's time to go into the Matrix. To win an NLL championship, it's arguably the hardest thing to do in professional or amateur feats when it comes to the world of lacrosse, and it has eluded so many great players. The Buffalo Bandits are seeking to win only their fifth NLL title in the last 30 years, and it would be their first in the last 14 years, while the Mammoth are looking to win their second title since establishing themselves in Colorado in 2003. Now, I do want to note for those NLL history buffs that this Mammoth franchise has changed names and cities in the years before 2003, and technically the franchise would be seeking their third title The Baltimore Thunder won the very first championship in 1987, and that franchise would eventually become the Colorado Mammoth. By the way, I don't know if you caught those numbers of the week there, but I do know that if you did catch those numbers of the week, you would know that whoever wins the NLL championship on Saturday night, they will be happy to add another trophy to their mantle. Now, Saturday night's game featuring the Mammoth and the Bandits will surely be an all-out brawl because everything is on the line. The winners hoist the NLL Cup and the losers go home wondering what they could have done differently in order to win. But we wouldn't even be addressing a Game 3 had the Mammoth not put together an incredible effort in Game 2 to force this situation. Captain Robert Hope of the Mammoth addressed the big win from last week. There's obviously a good feeling to know that, I mean, uh, we'll be pushing it to a a Game 3. I mean, our fans were a great help for that. That was an unbelievable environment. We had some great performers um, on the offense end. We had some big guys on the defense end step up. And then obviously Dylan Ward played amazing in that. um, I I thought we made some adjustments. Um, I I thought uh, that helped us out on the the back end. I I thought 
they want a couple runs there that I, I think we can still get a little bit better with. Um, but again, any opportunities that we did give up, uh, Dylan was there to kind of kind of save us. So I mean, any time that you have the opportunity to go into um, a season and someone asks, if you had a one game, um, kind of winner takes off the championship, I think you'd take it. So uh, we're kind of excited for this moving forward, and uh, yeah, we'll be ready for Buffalo. Hope went on to say what he thinks needs to happen in Game 3 if the Mammoth want to go on and win their first NLL title since 2006. Yeah, I think it's just preparation throughout the week. Like, I think every guy's got their own routine. I know uh, our trainer, Joel Razor, he's unbelievable. Sends out our workouts, making sure that our bodies are right, just making sure that we do our recovery. So I think most guys, I mean, watch the film, do our recovery, um, get our practice in, uh, same kind of prep, same kind of food. Um, and we'll be ready to go after it. I think each and every guy, again, prepares differently. But I think uh, that being said, I think we just kind of, even though, like you said, it, there's a lot more on the line for this game, we just got to treat it like another another game. And, uh, I mean, mistakes happen in each and every game. Um, we we got to have a short memory. Um, if we do make mistakes, and be ready to kind of turn the page and get after the next shift. Uh, that being said, we know that they're going to make some adjustments. Um, we, we know the way that they play at home and the, and the energy that their their fans uh, bring. Um, that being said, I mean, they came out quick last time, so we have to be able to weather the storm and make sure that we go on a little bit longer runs than they do. Um, that was kind of our Achilles heel the, the last time we played them. They went on a couple of runs, and we didn't really have an answer for them. So I think it's just that, that refocus. Um, and then I, I don't know if um, – I mean, it's the final. So I don't know if you need to kind of give guys extra emphasis to bring the energy or bring the noise. I think that's just a given. I mean, no matter any bumps or bruises or or nicks or or injuries or so on and so forth, those are all just kind of by the wayside. And um, hopefully we can bring it on Saturday. While the Mammoth offense has been getting most of the press this season, and rightfully so, the way that they've come together under offensive coach Jason Bishop, the Mammoth have long prided themselves on having lockdown defense and statistics speaking, Robert Hope is leading the charge for the team. He leads the NLL this postseason with 54 loose balls, which is only two behind Jake Withers' single season, single postseason record, excuse me, and he has added nine caused turnovers as well. Joey Capito and Jordan Gillies of the Mammoth are two other players that have had 30-plus loose balls and also caused five or more turnovers this postseason. Now, collectively, the Mammoth held the Bandits high-powered offense to only eight goals on Saturday night, and that's something that has only happened 11 other times in NLL history, uh, NLL postseason history. Yet, Hope is fine with the defensive unit not getting more credit because winning is what matters, and this team wins when everyone lifts each other up. I think we got a lot of great defenders on the, on the back end, uh, probably a lot of guys that maybe more than likely don't get the credit. Um that they deserve. Like you said, uh, I mean, Joey's really um, worked on his defensive game um, uh, and really has kind of incorporated that into his, his transition game that he's kind of always had. Um, Jordan Gillis, again, big, strong, athletic, can kind of get up the floor, but has played some great D. Josh Sullivan's played some great D. John Lance, uh, Scott Carnegie, uh, Jalen Chapter, uh, Warren Jeffries. Like the list goes on and on. Um, and I think each guy. Um, Doing their job uh, helps our 10-man unit on the back end and, and, and not trying to do too much. I, I think that really helps out. And again, I love the guys that we play with. I love our unit. 
Um, and I think each and every guy on the defensive end thinks that way too. Um, and again, I don't think any of the D guys mind being overlooked as long as, um, I mean, our old guys are scoring and, and they can take all the, the praise and stuff like that. And we'll just keep kind of grinding along and doing doing our jobs on the back end. On the other side of the floor, the Bandits captain, Steve Priola, reflected on what his team will need to do and what his team will need to think about doing differently in Game 3 to not let another Finals win out of their grasp. As one of the league's most reliable defensemen himself, Priolo has snagged 51 loose balls this postseason as well as forced five cause turnovers. Priolo and Hope are the only players this NLL postseason with five or more cause turnovers and 50-plus loose balls. Whatever your game plan is is what you need to go into the game with. Um, you know, we had a good season. It's, it's, you know, things that we have been doing, like preparing through the week, have been working, and I think you need to trust that. At the same time, it's not it's never too late to learn from, from your game film, right? So it's like you go back to the previous two games that we played them, and it's, you know, what can we do differently? What where where can we get an edge? Where can we what can we figure out? And it's like that's what we've been doing all season long, though, right? When you're preparing for a game, every game is so important in this league. So it's like, yeah, when you know you prepare the same, but uh, how you play needs to change. Not only did the Bandits have the best record this regular season at fourteen and four, but the team has had so many different players step up in a variety of ways. Whether it's been Matt Vince's continued historic run, and let's just note quickly that this will be his 39th postseason game in his NLL career, that's more than any other player in NLL postseason history. Dane Smith is poised to move up the top 10 all-time postseason ranks in both points and assists, but then there's guys like Kyle Buchanan or, or Frank Brown, who just do the gritty work of setting picks and chasing down loose balls, blocking shots, and, and anything else to help their team win. And that's because the Bandits team is made up of winners. They just need an NL Cup to add to their long list of resumes that is, is really incredible. Now, Vince, if the Bandits do win the NLL championship, this will be his fourth NLL title. Now, no active player in this league has four NLL championships. It's not like we haven't had guys that... We have guys on our team that haven't won NLL championships, like myself included, but it's not like we haven't won championships in other leagues and, and different things right so it's like it's not like winning is is um it's not like winning is eluding us it just seems that playing for the bandits and, and trying to get one with the nll is, has been tough um but i think we have such professionalism and I, I think that comes that stems from matt all the way back to 2019 or 2018 when we got him right 2019 i think because it's like he brings a professionalism that is like a win mentality, like of what's important now, like win acronym mentality, right? So he's like does things right all the time, and I think that's what's rubbed off on us and what made us so good in 2019. And believe it or not, we were we would have been pretty good in 2020 and 21 as well, I think too. So we have this like different focus on our team, and uh, I think it all stems from him, but not necessarily just this year. I think it goes back further. Priolo has been part of leadership groups in this league for a long time. He's one of the few remaining players still in the NLL that has started in 2010 or earlier. Yet, while his wealth of knowledge and experience is immense, he knows that his guys have been working towards this goal of winning an NLL championship for a long time. A pregame speech might amp these guys up for just a little bit, but it's all the hard work and preparation that have gone 
into helping this team be as successful as they are this season. And it's also the work that they put in in seasons past that have helped them to get to this point as well. Now it's just bringing it all together so they can be successful. The raw, raw stuff is, you know, it's important, but it wears off in the first couple minutes. Like, let's be honest. Like, everything everything I can say to our team in our group chat and everything we can do at practice and all that stuff, it all has to come from the week before. So, like, basically, we sent out the group message that was like, preparation starts, like, like Saturday starts today, and it was sun- Sunday. And it was like, it starts now. Like, we got to be ready for sa- for Saturday on this Sunday coming up, right? So it's it's one of those mentalities that it's, we, we make sure we're always communicating and make sure everything's good and make sure we all feel comfortable with the system and we're all staying in shape and all this stuff and staying focused and getting, limiting distractions. Like, we have a we have a Zoom call tonight with our with our. Uh, team just to just make sure everybody's good and make sure we're all on the same page, make sure everything's going well. And that's the kind of stuff that I find the most important. It, you know, whatever I'm going to say to the team in the huddle is going to, it'll come to me in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be wonderful and inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any team that knows how hard it is to win an LL championship, it would probably be the Buffalo Bandits, at least over the last decade. As we all know by now, they were in the NLL Finals in 2016 and and didn't win the title. And then in 2019, it didn't win the title. Now they are one game away again from winning this year's NLL Championship. But will they do it? As Steve Priolo has noted to me, it's very difficult to win a championship in this league. And they want to do it for the city of Buffalo with how much they've been through. I've been in this position that we're in right now, you know, a couple times before. But it's like... um, this is the NLL. I feel like is is the big one, right? It's like the one that you know you, you're part of this team, you're part of an organization. You don't really have any control over it. Um, it's not your hometown. You're trying to make trades. Like it's it's very it's very different than the rest of them, right? It's different than summer ball or worlds or field outdoor or whatever, right? So it's like it's different in its own way, and I feel like that's what makes it special because it's it's like you feel like you've grown with. Like I feel like I've grown with Buffalo, right? I, you know, I got drafted there, and it's, you know, they they supported me, they've not liked me, they've liked me, this and that, and go back and forth. You have this weird relationship with every with the crowd, but it's like, um, the thought of winning, playing for Buffalo, is like, kind of what drives you right now, right? It's it it gets very fatiguing this late into the season you know what are we seven weeks into playoffs or whatever we're gonna be six or seven weeks and it's like it's like the only like the big thing honestly on my mind is that hey we get to go and play in front of our fans one more time this year and like that's like kind of what's keeping keeping me together and keeping me focused it's it's this like um like like you can't let like i can't we can't let our our team down again it needs to just happen and it needs to we need to stay focused and it becomes difficult once this weather gets nice and once you start thinking about summer ball and different things like that right so what, how are we going to separate ourselves from all those times that we failed right what can we do to separate this team from the team of 2019 or 2016 and that's like kind of what's been on my mind now that we've talked to both the captains of the Colorado Mammoth and the Buffalo Bandits, it is now that time to bring in our analyst of the week, and this is a guy who you've heard on this podcast before. He is Teddy Jenner. That name sounds familiar to almost anyone who watches the National Lacrosse League because he not only is an analyst of the game, but he is also a broadcaster on the TSN 
game of the week for the West Coast. So I am very excited. As busy as Teddy is, I know he is going on to do Coast to Coast later this week. So it's very exciting to have him on the podcast in his busy schedule. Teddy is a, is a great guy, a good friend of mine, and I'm, I'm so happy that he can give his insights on Game 3 and what we can expect for this monumentous game. My takeaways are that we are going to be in for a treat for Game 3, obviously, but I think it just goes to show how closely matched these two clubs are. And I know in different circles of, of texting people and talking with people leading into Game 1, even you know just talking about the series, everybody felt that this was Buffalo's to win and that, that Colorado was, didn't have a chance. And I thought it was very discrediting to the Colorado Mammoth and more so to the Western Division. People just see how strong the East is and how, you know, cluttered the West is. And they think one is so much better than the other. And I think it's, yes, there are some weaker teams in the West compared to the East, but I think, in general, the East and West are very similar. They just play different styles of lacrosse. And so it leads to, you know, a different look uh, of, of their team. So when we got to the finals, everyone's all like, oh, this is Buffalo's. It's, it's over. It's going to be two games. They're not going to have any issues. And I didn't feel that way at all. I, I was under the impression this was going to go three games the entire way. Obviously, the the injuries to Ryan Lee and then the injuries to Eli McLaughlin really kind of changed people's perspective on what Colorado could do in the postseason. But they have really embraced the next man up mentality and really just bought into, hey, whoever's on the floor is good enough to be on the floor. Let's go and do our job. And Pat Coyle has them believing in themselves and believing in the message and really feeling that they can pull this off. And for Buffalo, you know, they have all the talent in the world. And they've been the number one dog all year long. And I believe that they have always felt that this was their destiny to win this year just because of, you know, how they lost in 2016 and how they lost in 2019. And they finally get a win in the finals. And, and now they get a chance to win on the road. I think there was a little distraction. I think there was a little, you know, guys were already looking forward maybe to the post-game celebration. And I'm not saying guys were, but it, it, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. Whenever you have a chance to close out a series or win a championship, you always think about, oh, man, afterwards when we win this and we're lifting the cup, it's going to be the best. And that's a natural human instinct. And unfortunately, I think at times it got the better of Buffalo, especially in that fourth quarter when Buchanan scored that goal, put him back up, I think, two. Um, I, I really felt, even even as I was broadcasting, like, oh, that, that's a big goal. That, that's, a, that's a huge momentum goal for Buffalo to kind of create some more space. And Colorado just had this extra gear. And as that game went on, you started to see Buffalo lose some speed, lose some composure, which they hadn't done all playoffs long. It was the first game they'd lost. So it was the first real, you know, uphill battle for them. And so when you overall look at these two teams, they are incredibly evenly matched. From the face-off stop between Adler and Edwards, between Vince and Wardo, between the two power plays, between Pat Coyle and, and John Tavares. 
So I think heading into game three, we're just going to be in for an absolute treat. And I don't think anybody should really be writing off anybody heading into the final game of the year. Each of the team's head coaches are some of the winningest coaches in NLL history. Mammoth head coach Pat Coyle has won five NLL championships as a player, which is tied for the most of any of the current head coaches, while Buffalo Bandits head coach John Tavares has won four championships as a player. Now, if you're a guy like Teddy who has been covering this game for as long as he has, he's had to talk to both winners and losers of NLL finals, and Talking with the losers is very, very difficult because we all know how much time, effort, and, and blood, sweat, and tears that these guys put into this game. But it is important to try and understand what that feeling is like because one side will be feeling that after the game on Saturday. First off, it's crushing no matter how many championships you've won. Whenever you lose in the finals, it is just, it's brutal. Because you have, especially now that it's going to a, a penultimate deciding game, you have literally played every night, every shift, every moment, every practice, every travel, every film session, every moment that you just took yourself out for a run or went to the box to, to get some work in away from the group. All of that adds up to the importance of this moment. And in turn, it creates a massive self-pressure that if you don't succeed it is a letdown and it's going to be for everybody like I said no matter if you you know you're Robert Hope you've won three man cups or if you're Dylan Ward who's won numerous world championships or any of those guys that were on the chaos and won the PLL title or guys that have won Mintos it does not matter when you are in a deciding game for a championship and it doesn't go your way it is soul crushing, but at the same time, it leads into motivation. And we've seen how motivated this Buffalo Bandits team has been this year, trying to get back to the final so that they can erase the past of 2019. There's only, I think, three guys on this Mammoth team that have ever been to a final. So they may not all those guys know that NLL finals pressure, but they've all been there before, Adam. And I think, it, it, a loss will only fuel the fire more, and I think both these teams have very bright futures to get back to the finals in years to come. But you look at the guys that are getting on in years, whether it's a Vino or a Priolo, Wardo, Hopi, Joey Capito, how many more kicks of the can do they have? And I think that will start to become the question you know, as we get to every single offseason after. All lacrosse these guys are doing, how many more times do they want to put themselves through the rigors of a six, seven-month season? So I think for a lot of guys, this is a shot because you never know when you're going to get back there again. You never know when an injury is going to happen or when you're going to get traded or family comes into play and you have to step away from the game. So you have to take advantage of these moments and not let them slip away. But if it doesn't go your way, you're just going to, you know, write it on the calendar for next year that you want to be back here in that finals playing on the final weekend of the year. Thank you so much, Teddy, for all that amazing analysis, both, both excuse me, on what it would be like to, to lose. I mean, all of us hate to lose, but we can only imagine what it's like uh, to lose the, the big championship, as you know, Steve Priolo was alluding to, how big the NLL championship is to these guys. And so it's really good to get that perspective of, of what it must be like to to be in that situation potentially. But 
Obviously, we're so excited for whoever wins, and we know that whoever loses, they will probably be back not just once, but multiple times. If you look at these two teams, they are they are stacked and ready to go. And with that, we are moving on to the Lacrosse Matrix Podcast Poll of the Week. And like our number of the week, we've got two podcast polls of the week. The first one I asked you was pretty straightforward. It was of the Buffalo Bandits and and their total team effort that they've had this season. Who has most impressed you this postseason? I said that the options could be Josh Byrne, Dane Smith, Matt Vince, or other now, I do just want to note, because this is going to come up for the second poll as well, I can only put four options on Twitter, so I know as well as you know that there are more than just four players or three players in this instance that are deserving to be on this poll, and that is why there's another option. So the results of this Buffalo Bandits poll, Josh Byrne had 22.8% of the vote, Dane Smith had 28.1% of the vote, which was the most 24.6% of you said Matt Vince, and 246 of you said Other. So pretty split across the board there. And now for that second Lacrosse Matrix podcast poll of the week, I, I then switched it over to the Colorado Mammoth and asked you the same question. Who has most impressed you this postseason? 41.9% of you went with Dylan Ward. 33.8% of you went with Eli McLaughlin. 4.1% of you went with Robert Hope and 20.3% of you went with other. Now, in defense of Hope in that defense, as we've just heard from Robert Hope, he's fine with the defense not getting the credit that they deserve, and obviously the way that the Mammoth offense has has uh, inserted itself into the team strategy this year, it's been uh, getting a lot of praise, and, and as Robert said, uh, deservingly so. And then obviously in the other option, you had a lot of great guys that aren't on there, Joey Capito, Brett McIntyre, and others, who are obviously playing huge roles for the Colorado Mammoth in these NLL finals. And now that we've got the polls of the week out of the way, that does mean that it is the end of another amazing episode of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast. Thank you to all the great guests this week, Captain Robert Hope and Captain C. Priolo, and of course, Teddy Jenner, a good friend and, and an amazing analyst of this game. And always thank you to the director of statistics, Rob Benson, for crunching a bunch of the numbers with me so we can get you the uh, really interesting statistics that you guys, I, I, I know you're, you're always hunting for those nuggets, not just on this podcast, but during the week and, and during the broadcast and all the time. So glad that we can provide some of that for you. Now, this does not mean once the season is over that this podcast is over until next year. I will be bringing you more content throughout the summer months, although I will be going on vacation from July 22nd to August 31st, so there will be a little bit of a break in the podcast there, but don't fret, there will be more podcast episodes after the season ends on Saturday, so stay tuned for those, because we are going to be sticking with NLL action, and we might even be talking a little bit about summer ball, so it's going to be a good summer, and I can't wait to do those episodes with you. So, as I always try and say, think about what stats make your lives great. As always, again, I've been your host, Adam Levy. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the amazing Game 3 this Saturday, everybody.